Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. Um, Introducing Rhea Lovegard, who is a light language activator and quantum business coach for this interview here on the Finding Union podcast. We are going to be talking about all things energetic and how we can expand through our own internal journeys, through the different things in our experience. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's my pleasure. (laughs) So Ria, on the name, is this your given name? at birth or is this a given name to you through spirit I'm very interested to know um so my birth name is Marta um but when after I've awakened spiritually it's actually quite an interesting story with with my name Ria (laughs) love God is my my actual surname um that I've got in my passport I had it for 10 years I was prompted to change it when my original Polish surname wasn't pronounceable when I moved to the UK years ago so uh so so that's 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 that but I feel like probably my guides were preparing something for a long time but when it comes to the name Rhea it's a name that first came to me in a meditation and at that time I was starting a new business actually um which had to do with menstrual underwear (laughs) of all things and I could hear it and I but I'd I think I've kind of misheard it and we named the, the business Freer at that time. I later on had to depart from that business because I went through awakening, started expressing myself differently. So my business partner took took that over, but it was the first time I heard it. Then after my awakening, we traveled to Uluru and literally on the way back from Uluru, I could hear it again. And it's like Ria. And, and, and then it became clear. This is not, it wasn't the name for my business. It's actually my name. It's my soul's name. And, uh, and then, yeah, that's, that's how, how it all. So I'm using both Ria and Marta. Marta is because, so that my mom knows who she talks to. <laughs> and Ria is, uh, is because my guides gave it to me. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because I know there's many um, awakening souls, um, star seeds and different way showers that are giving 
being given these soul names um and i'm i'm one of them myself and i've recently been given the name giaia and for me it's been an a challenging shift to take on a new energetics but it feels very true in the body did you find that transition brought up any um conflict internally as you were um I, I were you rebranding then when you took a new name on or had you already yeah I I kind of did I mean my whole identity uh was wiped out with my awakening uh, my my awakening was actually triggered back at the beginning of 2020. I mean, I was meditating using law of attraction, all of that for years. But beginning of 2020 was when my previous business completely failed. Uh, we were running um, property-based businesses in the hospitality sector. And because the, the travel restrictions, the uh, lockdowns, etc. This business went down like a house of cards. It was about to be um, refinanced. And of course, as the economy tightens and all these uncertainties uh, hit, the, the finance got pulled out and then everything just sh- like literally fell down like a house of cards. One after the other, I've lost my entire investment portfolio. The same time, I was also running a business when in my native Polish language, I was teaching um, how to invest in real estate and how to run online businesses. And I was doing it in Polish. And at that time, both myself and my business partner were going through crisis. I was going through a crisis with the business and losing literally everything. And she was going through a personal crisis in her marriage and everything was turned upside down. And for a number of years, as we were running businesses together, when one of us was maybe having a bit of a slump, the other one was picking ourselves, like the other one up. And we we had a beautiful synergy. We're still friends. And at that time, unfortunately, what happened was, well, it compounded both at the same time. And even after we navigated our way out, it was through profound shadow work and experiences and our previous business just stopped resonating with us. We wanted to tell everybody that there's more to life than making money, which was what our old business was all based based on. It was teaching people how to multiply the money, how to make money, how to express themselves online. But we, we knew this isn't that anymore. So I also felt like because I'm only doing it in, in Polish language, which is spoken by, you know, 40 million people, but it's just in one country, mm-hmm. it's not going to go far. So I have left my business and um, I started expressing myself just as a spiritual teacher with all my weirdness, with all my ET stuff. And um, yeah, I, I, I never regretted it. It was like a phoenix out of the ashes. The old has burned down. And then you have emerged. But when it comes to the name itself, I also kept my birth name together with my spiritual name because I feel like it's this integration of the old and new. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when we're going through profound changes, we're going through challenges, we can really reject a lot of the old because you just see how how much it doesn't resonate out unaligned it was but at the same time every experience and I've been through a lot of tough experiences especially in business um every experience like that is 
a valuable lesson. So I've been kind of um, guided to have the old and the new. So Rhea Lovegaard or Rhea Marta Lovegaard, both of them are fine. I just uh, I just feel like it's it's symbolic, but it is very 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 uh, fitting. Like you mentioned about your own name that. When we're going through this process, we're remembering our soul's name, the name that is beyond this incarnation, which mm-hmm. is exactly what happened to both myself and you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing um, the pieces around the, um, I guess, the the tower falling in your life and your awakening and how you were doing like. Um, an old paradigm of business and then how now you're using those things that maybe don't resonate so much anymore. And I'm sure every single skill that you learned doing that business is now serving you in more of your soul aligned quantum business coaching. Um, I would love to hear how that then transitioned of bringing in these old ways of, you know, making money and and then Mm -hmm. teaching people how to live through their soul to make money. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like sometimes because I'm, I'm, I now mostly work with energetics of business. I work in people's personal field, energetic field. And yes, having uh, an extensive knowledge in marketing and, Knowing all of that helps. I know how to build a brand. I know how to, um, I know how to operate the social media environment. I know how to sell. But sometimes when this 5D or higher dimensional business paradigm meets that 3D, it just doesn't stick. So more often than not, rather than utilizing the old skills, mm-hmm. we have to pave the new way. And most of the things that we learned as effective tools for business, I simply refuse to use them anymore. So, you know, false sense of scarcity, pressure tactics, all of that, that marketers tell us, this is the way, that's how you do it. You know, it's like there's only three spaces left, even though there isn't three spaces left. I mean, there's a difference when you actually have that, but We've heard that all. Another thing that I've never, even in my previous business, I never touched that, but which is very, very um, popular is using NLP in sales and various techniques of, you know, coaxing, manipulating people that doesn't feel right in the 5D business paradigm. There's a lot more freedom, binding people into long contracts. So it's almost as we are paving way to quantum way of doing business, so expressing our soul, it's like this whole 3D marketing book is going out of the window. Certain things like, you know, building a brand, it's, it's kind of important to know how to do it. We need a certain amount of business intelligence and strategy. And that is fine. We, 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 we need to know our numbers. We need to plan and project forward. Mm. However, most the biggest amount of shifts is not by using the newest funnel on using some kind of script. It comes from working on ourselves and on our business energy field and identifying blockages. Mm. And um, there's a whole plethora of 
tools we can use, which are nothing like the business tools that they teach us in business schools. You know, I've, I've studied MBA and none of that really applies anymore to what we're doing here. Yeah, that's, that's, it's so fascinating, isn't it? I, um, I wouldn't say that I'm really well versed in business knowledge, but I did do social media marketing. And so I learned the, the marketing skills and I got trained through that and I did really well and successfully, but in reflection to who I am now, when I'm living from my heart, the things that I did then, like they just don't fit. They don't, it's, it's like oh cringy there's so much like oh that doesn't feel good at all um and so it's been finding this truth and how to express truth and be of service and I I think for me and you'd probably find this with a lot of your clients I have a contraction around the word business like I don't even I don't even like the word and I need to redefine that for myself because I know that that's one of my own blockages. Do you find with a lot of the clients that you work with, there are contractions around specific words that you have to unpack? And what does that unpacking look like when you're working with someone one-on-one? Yeah, the definitely are contractions around business. Money is another subject with without touch on money the energy of money is fascinating and we definitely have to have to cover this subject but uh yeah um you can call it practice you can call it your mission you can call it your expression and yes the word business doesn't fit either i like calling it business uh just for easiness but i feel like a lot of the new concepts they don't even stick in our current language they don't because the current language doesn't know these ways of expressing yourself and working but when it comes to contraction the 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 word business i suppose as such is not the biggest block the biggest block i find is around receiving and around money i find like number one block in most of the light workers that I work with individually and in groups is around receiving. And that comes from our beautiful big light worker hearts, which are all about giving. And maybe if you're listening or watching this, you even define yourself as a giver. And this is such a common thing. Oh, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And another thing is sometimes from our upbringing and the religious concepts, even if we haven't been in a religious family, that giving is better than receiving. Whereas for me, a lot of work around business is identifying these collective uh, blocks and bringing a bit of balance because, you know, it's just as good to give and as it is to receive. It, 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 is, it is an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're listening to how we say, oh, like when you say, this is where I feel this contraction, we can sometimes even feel a squeeze in our body. Yeah. I also work a lot with words and certain words, when I speak to clients, they will pop up energetically. They will like light up and I know to pursue a thread. And 
yes, there are certain blocks to abundance or blocks to success that we have from a collective level, like that block to receiving. But mostly they are individual blocks that happen because of some energetically significant events, either in our ancestry or in our own history. This is why I don't believe there is some such a thing as, you know, five money blocks or seven money blocks and 10 money blocks or abundance blocks or whatever, because everybody's got individual ones. And a part of my work is going down to the source of it because the same block around receiving, let's say it's a block around receiving. Mm-hmm. One person will get that block from religious upbringing, which told them that it's better to give than receive. Another person will get it because in their family, whenever the parents were giving them a gift, it always came with strings attached. And they were almost expecting that if they're receiving, that they're going to be controlled. From another person, it will come from something else where they felt like receiving is pity or whatever. Everybody will have their own individual reasons. And part of working with energy is is identifying those energetic patterns and going right to the core of what caused it because there will be some original wounding original trauma original place where this thought process has kind of started where our energetic field learned something another example so i um had and, and I'm going to give an example from me and my, my ex-business partner's um, own fields, because we both had an exact same pattern, which in our mutual business was always the case. We always had peaks and troughs. So even before our spiritual awakening, that was my old business, we always had this big waves of in and out in and out in and out so we would have like some successful campaign we're selling some calls and then bang next month we would have to go to the bottom and and those waves were massive and we after we've awakened we even stopped working together at that time but we've both realized the very reason why we both had it and same block same effect peaks and troughs right feast and famine pattern but for her it came from her ancestry from her dad who had a business that was very successful and he lost it and that same pattern repeated twice so that loss carried forward as a trauma in the ancestral field for me it was something else it was because when I married my husband um I married and plugged energetically to his family line and his family line had the pattern where, well, the grandma and grandpa won a lottery and the field has learned to rely on massive energetic spikes, on massive money injections. And uh, it caused the same pattern. So same pattern, different cause. And part of working with removing these patterns and removing those contractions where you're feeling squeeze is why do you particularly feel that squeeze what is it in your field that where is that first original core wounding it can be in your life it can be in your grandparents life or maybe even a past life 
Yeah, definitely. And I love that you've mentioned this because um, it it shows the components of the different blocks that we have in our energy field. And from from my understanding with my work, there's the blocks in the mind, there's the energetic blocks in the body that we've carried in, and then there's the blocks in the soul or the energetic blueprints that we carry in as well. And so it's like figuring out, um, I know for me personally, when I've looked at a lot of my blocks, I haven't really looked into a lot of the ancestral stuff. I've done a lot more into this lifetime, this reality. And recently a lot of past life stuff's been coming up, like lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff is coming up. And, and before it was always this remembrance, but the pains now that have been carried through um, because I feel in my own personal life, I've cleared a lot of this current lifetime. I've done a lot of work on my mother wound, my father wound and my relationships and really like sitting with that, feeling it, pulling it to pieces. But then this other dimensional kind of not so visceral in our experience, that is is definitely a challenging part and why having someone like yourself, a coach to help unlayer that um, would be really important because we all remember differently too as well. So it's like having a process to go into how do I know if it's, you know, uh, something that's brought through through ancestral lines? How do I know if it's a past life thing if I don't have the tools or the processes to even identify that? Um, I feel like our fields are intelligent. So mm -hmm. as long as you make a decision and you're like, hey, I'm ready to actually shift into let's say abundance or business success or whatever, then our field will present us with those opportunities. And yes, there is a skill and experience that comes from identifying those patterns. And the more you do it, the more obvious they become. But part of it is that our energetic field speaks to us at all times. It's just, we need to learn to listen. Sometimes we, we don't know because for example, when I work with a client, I can see the patterns just by listening uh, to them. I can imme immediately see the connection. And I think this is something I can't even explain. It's just something that's in my soul blueprint. I can spot patterns and, and I work on patterns. So I can see, okay, this is where it's coming from. Sometimes it's trial and error. You see, okay, this is definitely not coming from this lifetime. So where is it coming from? Let's dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper. And personal development tools only go to this lifetime, to your child, like you say, your mother and father stuff. And by the way, never underestimate these. And the, these are massive. And sometimes the field also opens in layers. So it's not like we would love to have a beautiful linear process like, okay, I'm going to clear everything from this lifetime and then I'm going to go through my ancestry and then past lives and then I'm going to be all nice, clean and tidy. But that doesn't work like that. The field guides the process. So you may have worked through tons of ancestral stuff and then all of a sudden something um, happens in your business where you some something from your childhood is being brought up as your limitation. It's like, oh my goodness me, I thought I've worked through it, but there is a new layer to it. So it's it's a process that continues. It's, however, uh, the good news is that 
after every time we clear something, it's permanent. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, the same block will not come back. And that's the difference between working with energy and working with mindset, because you can change your mindset. But once you, once you delete an energetic block, once you resolve that ancestral trauma karma, Mm -hmm. that is it. This block will not come back. Probably it will make space so you can see a deeper layer because there may be another block underneath, but until you maybe take that out, you won't be able to see the next. So it is complex work, but at the same time, our field communicates to us a lot. It's just, we need to learn to listen. It can communicate to us through our dreams. So as I said, like when I work with clients, I just see that in front of them when we're talking about Sometimes my ancestors will communicate to me in a dream. They will point my attention to, 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 to something like that. It can be even something like a memory mm-hmm. where there's a memory floating to the surface through a smell or an old song, and it points you out in the right direction. The more you work with it, the more sensitive you become mm-hmm. to this. And I think the, the biggest shift though comes from understanding that it's, 100% energetic or maybe 95% energetic that the causes of our blockages of our contractions of our business problems we, we we in the old paradigm we always look okay well what have we done wrong maybe the audience is set up wrong maybe um, my messaging needs to be improved maybe something else whereas if you know that everything the three-dimensional reality you're doing correct so you know your message is clear uh but yet something is not floating, then you go on an investigation. What is it? And the field will always, always give you answers. Yeah, beautiful. I'm so resonating in that of uh, from my um, way of working with people is that you don't need to search for these things because your field will identify them with your triggers or your contractions or the body and and those are the things that are being bought for your attention. So when um, when we are talking about the receiving one, which I also would feel would probably be one of the best blocks in business, um, when that comes up, there's so many different areas throughout the life where you're going to be shown in your field where you have receivership um, contractions or blockages because if you're you have a um a contraction in say towards money or or receiving abundance then if you attach that sort of energetic feeling then you can identify that that may be just in receiving compliments it could be receiving you know a gift it could be receiving um uh, I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> there's many different forms like um where we contract over receiving and it it could be affection you know in in so many different forms that if it's in one area of your life it's usually across the board or and do you find that the receiving i know you mentioned about when you're a star seed we've got big hearts and we're givers do you also feel there's a component there around being more in the masculine energy and the programming around being um a doer and a giver in that form of the masculine oh yeah yeah oh absolutely uh absolutely i think 
it goes more than just a masculine um, energy. That as well, that is very common, especially well, both for men and women. That doesn't matter whether you work with a female or male. We generally, over the last thousands of years, we've got this hard work, almost like slave programming mm. that it can't be easy and we have to work hard for it that if we don't work hard we don't deserve so there's this kind of conditionality and uh the programming runs deep it can run through our ancestry and run through collective um understanding it can run in our personal life and childhood experiences so again different forms of it but 100 the masculine energy which, by the way, it's absolutely necessary in business. Without masculine energy, we'll just all be kind of like, you know, juicy, yummy, have a cacao and let's float about and, you know, maybe maybe we'll kind of come to us. Masculine gives structure to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and that structure in business is really important because then you can actually start receiving with ease because if your whole back end, your you know, structure, planning, if that is all done and taken care of, there's actually more space for that ease, for that receiving, for this flowy energy, which is beautiful. I feel like a business can be literally an expression of divine union. So this feminine inspiration, allowing, surrendering, intuition and the masculine structure. And uh, what, what we can do is we can merge both of them together with uh w- within one one entity but 100 there is a big thing there's a big doer template where people are literally so uh, it's almost like a rat race where it, it it almost feels like a squeeze in the body that unless i'm literally hurting my guts and kind of like you know pushing so hard that my my veins are about to pop that i can't receive because i have to work i have to even the word earn even so even the word earning is kind of loaded that we have to earn money we don't talk about receiving money we talk about earning money and somehow we very often feel like it's more it's better that we actually worked hard it's like you know we don't respect people who let's say received something from the parents or like generational wealth oh they had it easy it's kind of more respectable to make it and you know it's no good when it's easy well why does it have to be so hard why does it have to be earned because that's how we've been conditioned but we get to choose by all means you know we can earn hard but we don't have to there is those ways of especially when you're working within your natural gifts within your soul mission mm-hmm. it can be an absolute pleasure but i would encourage anybody who's struggling with receiving to see whether they have this conditional program running where they feel like they have to push themselves like they have to earn and deserve and otherwise it doesn't count yeah that's um interesting because i've looked a lot at um the receiving and um how that blocks us in many forms (laughs) um but I had never 
made that specific link with the earning and um when how we pity I guess or we um judge others when they have it easy and how we can sometimes compare ourselves even um you know throughout our journey I'm sure that many people can relate to comparing themselves to other people on social media you know and it might be Mm. in the form of relationship or specifically business where you're like oh that person has it so easy they're not even you know that talented or they haven't even done that much work or whatever it is the narrative and the story that comes up to sort of protect the ego and the identity of feeling their own internal um unworthiness or receivership um uh wounding and I yeah found I find that really really quite a fascinating one because it's it's quite obvious with the way that we are conditioned with the work hard and we have to have to do it to to we we are only measurable with how what we do in in the world rather than um for who we are in our essence and our beingness um so that um piece has just opened up a a whole new perspective for me to journey myself um and, and it makes me very curious about how you specifically um receive this with your clients and how your do you when you said that you see the energetics, you see, I'm assuming you you see people's energy blueprints and you're able to sort of um, perceive their blockages. Are you able to talk me through like that experience for you and a client um, if someone was feeling called to sort of uh, see this within themselves or to reach out to? Yeah, so when I see, I see. When I say I see, for me, my quantum experiences are non-visual because I work mostly with sound. And as a light language activator, I speak all these multiple light languages. And for me, visuals are not what um, is my toolkit. So my husband works in the same way. He sees those blockages in people's energetic bodies. Mm. I actually... I hear them. So when a client talks to me, when I'm asking them certain questions, we're having a bit of a chat, certain words will pop up to me. Mm. It will just, it's almost like an energetic light up. And I, I, I know, okay, that's the word. That's the, that's the thread I need to pursue. It's like little, it's, it's like threads that you have to pursue. And another way how I uh, work with energetics is as I mentioned before with with those um, patterns basically I see I always see the bigger picture I see the cause and effect I see okay this comes from ancestry and it's very difficult to explain how it is done uh, the best thing is to experience it uh, yourself and when you start working and you see how patterns are formed you start spotting them first in yourself because I had to do this work myself. So it started off when the first business completely failed. I was asking myself those questions. Why did it fail? Where did we go wrong? And I've discovered a whole world of energetics underlying 
the actual physical causes. And this is basically how it works for me is mm. I will hear some certain words, they will pop up to me as like, like an energetic highlighter, like, uh-huh, okay, that is the stuff. And because I'm so audio focused, words tell me about patterns. So even the way someone describes something is important. Sometimes there will be metaphors. Sometimes there will be the stems of the word. They, there will be really, um, that, will, that will tell us a story. Uh, and and it, 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 is, it is fascinating to, to witness how something which we repeat. Sometimes there is a phrase that we repeat, for example. And that phrase gives us a window to the world of energetics. Well, and then once we've identified, the biggest thing is to identify the pattern. Once we've identified the pattern, we then need to do something which isn't breaking the pattern because the whole world of personal development tells us about breaking the patterns. That's actually one of the most dangerous things you can do. When you break a pattern, when you like snap it, you acting sometimes with this unintended disrespect to your own energetic field and sometimes to your ancestry. Because the reason energetic patterns are formed is to protect us. Certain behaviors that we carry from generation to generation is because our ancestors have learned that this is the safe way of doing stuff. And I, I'm going to give you a, a quite like a striking example so it sticks. So for example, there's people who have blocks to visibility. And it's not just the case of saying, now I want to be visible. I can see there's a block to visibility. Now I'm going to express myself. Because if let's say the block to visibility is caused by the fact that as a child, they were sexually abused and being seen meant being in danger and the reason that the field has learned to hide is that they don't they're not being put by through this trauma and pain again then we have to act really delicately and not break this pattern we have to respect this pattern because that was the pattern that was helping them survive an extremely extremely difficult situation mm. and when we go to the core of it we get a chance to heal this pattern whether it was in our life or in our ancestry life mm. but also tell our field that this pattern no longer serves us and then we let go with love with respect with understanding with acknowledgement but gently because what happens if we don't let go of a pattern gently is the whole field gets agitated because it wants to get us our attention to recognize and heal that wound or that trauma or that karma. And literally what happens is matter starts to speak. So we start breaking things, losing things, um, having little accidents, niggles, maybe then our even physical bodies are displaying signs of disease because all of that is our field trying to get our attention to look at actual cause of what happened rather than when we break a pattern it's like i always say it's like sticking you know the middle finger towards our ancestry or our pain no we have to really do it gently so yeah that in 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 kind of 
in a nutshell, it's first seeing the pattern, then acknowledging the pattern and then releasing the pattern. Yeah. And yeah, the, the rule of threes pops up again. <laughs> um, yeah. And that acknowledgement um, and seeing uh, um, of not breaking it and having the respect because we often have this negative lens and perspective where people like have this really dark view of of their shadows or you know they look at things in this form of it's limiting me it's not good for me it keeps coming up and there can be this sort of one-sided viewpoint on where 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 the blocks are rather than seeing that everything is polarized in this reality that's what this whole um dualistic 3d that we're living in is currently on and we need to understand there is the the dark but there is also the light to it and that's where it's seeing the positive side of uh, a, a perceived block is that it has held some level of safety or security or it has fed some form um of even um bringing some form of unconscious joy or um more positive um internal fulfillment and then it's getting to that point of oh okay this doesn't serve me now but it was a tool and seeing all of all of our life as a tool it's a tool that got you to where you are now and when you have new tools and your vibration rises and your remembrance um, is activated and you're expanding then those tools are going to fall away and finding new ones that do serve and I really value um that part around the respect of of those blocks because um it's about the transmutation and not just the the severing even though even for me um and the cutting of the cords piece um <laughs> and and i'm sure it has its relevance in business but it the cutting of a cord um it, it's not healing the wound. You're, the reason a cord is there energetically for anything is because there is some awareness, there's some healing to come forward. And so you can cut cords in any forms over and over and over, but it's just going to keep coming back because our souls, and we want to heal. Our mind wants to heal. Our body wants to heal. Every part of us wants this healing. So if we're not addressing that root um, wounding, then it's just going to keep returning in different ways, shapes, or forms. And um, I, I know we were talking about how you can see business as a twin flame relationship, and I think that was just before we jumped on co- camera. Um, but it, it's like this cord, right? The cord that people feel in these twin flame relationships is like this mirror of of the self to be brought up to be healed and that's why those cords are so strong and magnetic and painful and turbulent and when we relate that to the business side of things I would love to hear some of these understandings around these more um, turbulent cords and how you see this twin flame with 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 business yeah so let's start with saying that our business can have 
energetic entity and, and its own consciousness. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to, but it can. Mm-hmm. We decide. So in a way, uh, that's another very often block to people receiving is when they haven't given the business an energetic birth. Then it just exists in the third dimension. Mm-hmm. However, we can give our business like this energetic birth and then it starts taking its own being in higher realms. And once it's there, we can have a conscious relationship with it. Mm-hmm. And the business is not just us. Our field needs to see it. And sometimes one of the like a basic, basic things I come across is when people's personal field doesn't see the business field. And what happens then is almost like the business is me. So that causes all sorts of blocks when a person is then removed from the business. Let's say they go on holiday. Actually, that example that I'm going to give you doesn't come from my session, it comes from a husband's session, which wasn't a business-related session, but it turned out to be. He had a client who was um, running a boarding kennel. And whenever she was going on holiday, um, there was problems with dogs being mistreated by the people she put in charge. And um, she obviously cared about the dogs and cared about the business. It was really upsetting her, but it was only happening in her absence. One of the reasons energetically for it was that the personal field didn't see the business field. The business and the personal was the same. So you remove the person, the business stops running. It can be the same with, you know, you remove yourself for a week, your income dries up. So that is the interrelation on a very basic level between our personal energy field and business consciousness field. Mm-hmm. So we can take it further because the next step is that our business can reflect, be that mirror for our own blocks. Because very often when we're running any business, whether it's a personal brand, whether it's some physical business, whether it's an online business, business world is full of challenges and new doing new things stepping up to perhaps expressing yourself in a way that you've never expressed yourself, getting into positions that you never dreamt of getting, maybe sometimes getting, I wouldn't say getting out of a comfort zone, but expanding your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is what is happening. And as we step up, as we start doing new things, various blocks are being revealed to us. So I see it as this beautiful symbiotic relationship because on one hand side, by us being conscious and awakened, we can elevate the business to higher dimensions, to higher realms by starting to approach it differently, by seeing it as an energetic being, by not engaging in the three-dimensional practices, but really working from a higher dimensional state. That's one thing. But on the other hand side, our business reflects it to us because whenever we have um, a new thing, let's say we're launching a new product, we're introducing a new service, we're opening a new premise, we're doing something that we haven't done before, whenever there's challenges rising and maybe things sometimes in business don't go according to plan, it's an opportunity for us to see what is the underlying cause. And once we remove that, two things happen. So first of all, the business gets to new heights, whether it's with income, whether it's with exposure, whether it's with brand, but we also personally ascend because we liberate the amount of energy that was 
really holding us back. We shed through our limitations. So yes, I feel like it is a bit of a metaphor like the twin flame relationship. When in that relationship, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but the stuff that is happening, it helps both parties grow. So in a twin flame relationship is both partners and in the business relationship, it helps you grow and it helps your business grow. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the, the fascinating part around doing business in, in a new way, in a new paradigm with this higher vibration and, and creating that, not having the reference points from old dynamics what I really got out of your sharing there was about having its own consciousness um, and how with the work that I do, it's like there's a consciousness. To, I, I do a lot of work on healing the body, right, and healing the mind and 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 I guess more um, the personal experience. So there's peace in, in just in in being and in life and usually that's relationship um stuff that I'm working on there's a lot of relationships um and that is where we store the trauma um in the body in related to whatever relationship history whether it's karmic past life this life um current it's um it has its own consciousness and how you're expressing that when you don't see, I guess, when you haven't created the consciousness for it as its separate identity, how energetically when you pull away from something, it does, it dissolves in any form. Like if you pull away from um, a relationship and you take your energy out, the other person notices, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like if, if you energetically disconnect from someone, that person, whether they're conscious and aware of it or not, will feel the absence of you, um, which um, makes so much sense in a business perspective there's like lots of little parts where I'm like wow how have I not seen this before this is like an amazing conversation um yeah <laughs> something that you know nobody told me this when I was uh, when I was doing my MBA nobody no no accountant never told me that it's just a journey of discovery and you know I work usually with quite new businesses where people who are maybe awakening starseeds and light workers and starting to maybe come out of a corporate job to express themselves mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in a more aligned way. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things. So then I work with consciousness of businesses that need to be born. But then there is a different aspect when I work with people who have very established businesses. Mm-hmm at a different stage of growth, let's say it's been running for 10 years, then it's a case of how do I actually consciously disconnect? How do I start trusting this business to be its own entity mm-hmm. and kind of not having to supervise it? It's like, you know, I, I, I like to, even though I haven't got my own children, but I, I feel like this kind of like parent-child um, dynamic often mm-hmm. kind of works within the, the between us and our businesses because at the at the beginning stage uh it's like a vulnerable baby we need to protect it it needs a bit more of our attention but then also this kind of stage of growth where it's very established it's like that you know maybe a teenager or a or a, or a kid in the young 20s which is ready to go its own way it's ready to kind of actually not be mollycoddled and be supporting us rather than we supporting it 
and then it's actually a case of being able to let go and and being able to connect so uh it's all a journey of discovery seeing various business fields of various people how they represent it differently how the energy is is unique and i encourage every listener who perhaps has got their own business or their own practice spiritual practice uh which which which, which they run to actually start even thinking about it because once you do you start talking to your business you co-create with your business your business becomes your business partner which i know it sounds like counterlogical but that's that's the case and and then then you can introduce one more modality to the scene which is always a feature of my individual sessions the energy of money oh my goodness me the energy of money uh, it's like a whole new subject which i could talk about for hours and hours, but it is a very powerful energy and you can introduce it to your business and you can actually discover it for yourself because money is energy, but we don't see it like that. We don't see money for what actually money is. We see a distorted version that's been fed through our conditioning, through societal being, uh, through being in a family. And when we actually connect to money energy, on our own merits and allow money energy to show herself. I always refer to her as feminine because it feels like feminine energy to me. So, you know, if she shows herself to us, every single client that I bring the money energy into, it's like, she's not like what I thought. It's sometimes such a profound moment. So yeah, if you're listening to it and you've never done that kind of work, start talking to your business, start talking to money. Um, I I love that it's she she I, I and I, I it is it's a receiving of this feminine energy isn't it the masculine oh like you know it's the masculine's giving and then the receiving of the the feminine in return and this exchange and it's kind of juicy isn't it that um, I've never seen oh she's she's <laughs> Yeah, she's a very elegant lady. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of um, interconnection between how we treat money energy and how we treat female sexuality. I feel this is the same energy because this is the energy of creation, energy mm-hmm. of value. Because mm-hmm. what is money? Money is exchange of value. And it, it, is, it is also connected to that energy of creation. That is this life force energy. And the way that the feminine sexuality has been repressed and suppressed because it's such a strong force mm-hmm. is exactly the same with money energy. Mm-hmm. Money energy has been distorted, suppressed, uh, or abused mm-hmm. in, in very similar ways because it's the same. It's the same quality. It's just a strong energy that shows us more of who we are. It mm-hmm. is an amplifier. Same with sexual energy. That's why we've got this spectrum, you know, this Madonna whole paradigm. It's the same with money. If you have a lot of money, you what you are, you're filthy rich, right? And even the word filthy rich, there's power in words. We, we also refer to when someone is overly sexual. That's not, not good. But then on the other hand side, it's not good if you're poor either because then you piss poor. And again, we're using a a derogatory word, you know, filthy rich, piss poor. Where do you choose to be? And it's almost like we can't win. Whereas when we actually let go to what other people think, 
either in relation to sexual energy or to relation to money energy, and we actually create our own connection with these energies, wow, we start creating new realities then. That is so profound. <laughs> I'll be getting off this call and I'll be like, whoa, that was like, yeah, amazing. Exactly. Those those paradigms that and um, relating it. And this is this is so activating for me because I've done so much work in the masculine and feminine and I'll be the first person to tell you that I have um, receivership blocks and and looked at them in in different forms on so many different levels but never um just the block I have around my own (laughs) story around financial abundance and I've been journeying that a lot lately so um, it's no surprise that this conversation is taking place (laughs) um but the yeah the the um the masculine feminine and and those those really judgmental um, places of flipping between both the superiority and then the the victimization of um, these extremes in the masculine and feminine and how you can relate that to um, to money specifically is just fascinating thank you so much for that um, metaphor and that um, explanation because it makes it really tangible I feel for a lot of people especially if they've been doing this internal work and I personally see many 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 like light workers and um, awakening beings that are wanting to work in their purpose and this specifically business and money is a huge block right it's huge um so if you can start to see these links of if you've done a lot of work on your own masculine and feminine energy in relationships and um, then it's very easy with what you've shared to go, oh, okay, I can see the bigger picture here about how this relates with this and start to get some insight and then expansion and then find your own, um, yeah, your own blockages and and see it in a completely different um way of of creating new that feels true in the heart as well so that's yeah absolutely sensational information um I know that we're coming like oh I could sit here and talk to you like all day (laughs) um but I would love to know how what you have currently that people could, if they're feeling the resonance and they're really ready to, you know, level up in their business or um, express some of the light language stuff that you do as well, because I know that you work in um, sort of two areas um, specifically. Um, share If you want to share a little bit about what you do in light language um, so we can cover that and then um, how people can um, work with you. Yeah, so we'll probably link up to it. Uh, you can go uh, on my link tree on my website, realoveguard.com. Uh, what I do, um, yes, yes, I activate um, star seeds and light workers. Uh, my natural coding to my ability to speak multiple light languages somehow brings about people's superpowers and remembrance of their gifts from the past. So that's one leg of my work is activating starseeds but what we were talking today is about equipping starseeds light workers conscious entrepreneurs 
in what they can do after they've awakened. And um, I, there's various ways of working with me. I've got like a kind of like a kickstarter three individual sessions where we we deprogram the the fixed stuff around money, around abundance. We look at those personal blocks, all that we talked about today. But soon, and probably whilst when is, this is published, uh, it may already be ready. I'll be I I will be also releasing uh, a more in depth um, ways of working with me longer term. Mm-hmm. I am planning a group. Um, I wanted to call it a mastermind, but it's not going to be about a mind. It's going to be a, more about the energetics. Um, it's going to be a program called Radiance, which will be about literally radiating our gifts out to the world mm-hmm. and um, embodying the energetics of business knowledge. Mm-hmm. All that I'm sharing today and, and, and a lot more. But there will also be a program uh, which will be a longer journey with me, uh, one-on-one that, that I'm working on. Uh, it's going to be called Iridescence. So if you go on my website, you'll probably find all the information uh, there if you want to get in touch. Uh, just reach out on any of the social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, uh, drop a message and, and, you know, let's see what actually your goals are, where you want to be and how I can help you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Um... I look forward to talking to you about that for myself. (laughs) Um, And thank you so much for all of your wisdom, knowledge. Thank you. I really witness you and the work that you've done um, in this field internally because uh, you said it earlier about our gifts come through from our own experience. You know, you only have this knowledge and wisdom to share with others because you've done the internal work and you've been able to um, find this greater picture and, and shift into a new way of being. Um, I see a lot of similarities um, in a different way with the way we work. I see myself in the way that you receive information. And so it's really nice to um, talk to somebody who sort of does receive the world in, in a similar way, um, because I also feel that's really important for each individual to understand how do you receive your gifts? Like, how do you receive your information? Because we are so uniquely different and um, we have a different way of being of service for ourselves and others and so um it's a it's an important part of the awakening process to see see yourself and and what how you receive the world so thank you um so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom and showing up this morning thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure beautiful um, thank you for listening to this. If you feel the resonance within your heart and a full body, yes. Um, make sure you follow Raya Loveguard on all of the social media platforms. I will put the links below. Um, and if you enjoyed the Finding Union podcast, make sure you subscribe and catch us on the next episode. Now signing off. Mm-hmm.